Hey, everybody. My name is Rob Shear, and I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm also an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, an author of a book, A Forever Family. But most importantly, I am the father of four amazing children. Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right here where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a social media consultant, a radio host, a podcast producer, and a mother of two children. See, our country's foster care system is shattered, and this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. Today we're talking to Dan Shuflett. Dan is the founder and executive director of Arizona Helping Hands in Arizona, and they help foster parents and foster families with basically... I see that I feel like I see on your social media everything that they need from cribs to diapers to gifts to bikes. So, Dan, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's an honor to be on the on the podcast with you today. So, Dan, you know, I I will tell you we've known each other for a little bit now and I'm always every time I see you on social media or on LinkedIn or um I'm just in absolute awe with the the support that you give foster families. You know, um I say this quite often, I think the one of the reasons that we don't have enough foster parents or we see foster parents come and go so quickly is because they do not have support and you know, I I was I read something and you correct me if I'm wrong is that you guys have done over 1100 beds. That's in 2020. In 2020, yeah, in 2020. Yeah. I mean, during a coronavirus at that, you know, 1100 beds that you have been able to give to foster parents so they can have another child come into their home. That is to me absolutely amazing. I would absolutely love to know um, how Arizona Helping Hands started. Yeah. So first of all, I want to say thanks again, Rob. This is a mutual admiration society. I am in awe of the things that, that you have done with Comfort Cases and the support that you provided throughout the country and beyond. Uh, so kudos to you for, uh, for, for your efforts. Arizona Helping Hands was actually founded back in 1998 by uh, Kathy Donaldson, uh, and she founded this organization as a Honor is a pledge to her sister Patty. Uh, Patty died at age 34 of cancer, and Patty's dying request to to Kathy was that Kathy do one good deed a day for somebody else. And that simple premise was how we began. We were a volunteer group for many years that was just kind of cobbled together to do good deeds and to, to fill the needs of others until 2013. I'd served in a variety of capacities in the organization, volunteer, chief bottle washer, you name it, um, you know, president of the board. And I was always, always frustrated that we didn't have a mission statement. We were doing a lot of good stuff for a lot of people, but we didn't have that, that one sentence that we could boil things down to. So, you know, one of my lines is that there are no coincidences. I believe when you're doing the right thing for the right reason, that pieces fall into place and good things happen. Um, and that happened in 2013. In 2013, in the state of Arizona, all over the media it w- were you know, stories about the issues in our foster care system. Why there were, were there were so many kids in foster care? Why were there cases that were not being investigated? Why were, was there nobody stepping up to help these kids? So I reached out to some friends of mine who I, I'd met in previous uh, charitable activities. 
and they were foster parents. And I said, hey, you guys live this life. Tell me how Arizona Helping Hands can pitch in and make a difference in the lives of foster families and foster children. And my friends, uh, it, was, it was that slap across the face conversation. It was so direct. Um, they told me in the summer of 2013, there was no place where a foster family who just got the call from the Department of Child Safety saying, Grandpa, we have your two grandchildren here. Uh, your daughter has fallen off the rails. Uh, uh, she's been cooking meth in the oven. Your kids are in an unsafe environment. They need a spot of safety. Can you take them, Grandpa? Where is Grandpa going to go find a bed or a crib for those kids to sleep on? There was no place in Arizona in 2013 that could do that for the grandparents and for the foster families and for others who have stepped up to help these children. So we looked at each other and said, this is a call to action. We have to do something. And it progressed from uh, providing a few beds in the summer of 2013 to, as we just talked about, uh, our numbers are just off the charts. In uh, 2019, we provided eight beds and cribs a day to children in foster care. Um, every day of 2019. And, uh, yeah, we've now expanded our services to include beds and cribs and clothing and diapers and the licensing items that a family needs to pass our state's home inspection program to become a licensed foster parent. And then, you know, to do some fun stuff, too. So we provide birthday packages to children in foster care. Uh, again, looking back into 2019, in a more normal day, we provided 10 birthday packages every day of the year in 2019. So tell me a little bit about foster care. Tell me a little bit about the birthday packages. Yeah. Yeah, so a really cool thing. So again, in our history, um, you know, one of the things that we've done since our inception was was a holiday toy drive, and we'd collect some toys from businesses, and we started to make some nice conne- connections, and uh, you know, did this holiday toy drive that last year held sixty five hundred kids. So um, what happened is that our, our connections, some of those toys came in a little bit too late to process during the holiday season. You know how it is. You know, people are thinking it's the week of Christmas. Let me donate a toy somewhere. Well, you know, it's too late to, to uh, really make an impact of that toy during the holiday season. So we found ourselves uh, at the beginning of the year with a toy supply left over. And, you know, we thought we could store these things until next holiday season or we could do something with them. We have people walking in the door every day here, uh, you know, to, to help children in foster care. How can we put those pieces together? So we said what we're going to do is package these things up and we'll prepare a holiday gift pa- or a birthday gift package for children in foster care who we've met so many children in foster care who have never celebrated a birthday. And it's, you know, that, that simple element of pride and joy and love and hope, uh, that's what we want to make happen with our birthday program. So we'll receive a request from four-year-old Joey. Uh, the foster parent will put in a request saying that Joey's birthday is coming up on June 14th and Joey likes trains. Our volunteer crew will go shop among our bins of toys and games and books and puzzles and assemble a package for Joey. And when they find the Thomas the Train set, um, they've just hit pay dirt. So they'll take, a, they'll take a few toys and a book. We always put a book in every one of our packages. And they'll put them in a, a white paper bag that's been decorated and says on the front of it, happy birthday. It says on the back of it, you are special. This is your day. And 
give that message of hope and joy and let these kids know that their circumstances are different. They've been victimized by, you know, stupid adults doing stupid things, but they are a child and they're worthy of a celebration and we love you and we want to support you. I absolutely love that. Love it. Yeah, especially since, I mean, you've talked about how you didn't have a birthday. You were never celebrated as a kid. No, no. It's like, you know, I, I was 40 years old. Um, when I remember having my very first birthday party and it's so, you know, when my children arrived from foster care, it is something that my husband, he always laughs at me because, you know, birthdays are huge in our house. My daughter's getting ready to turn 16 in like 10 days. And, um, I know I can't believe she's going to be 16. She's going to be 16, 10 days. And she, she said to me the other day, she said, dad, she says, it's okay that, you know, we're not going to have this big, huge celebrate. Cause I mean, I, I celebrate birthdays like, you know, I celebrate Christmas. It's so, this is amazing. I love the fact that you do that. But one of the things that I also saw, Dan, that, so this went from giving beds and cribs out to now, I mean, I've seen, you know, YouTube videos of your warehouse. I, I, matter of fact, this year I was supposed to, to come to Arizona and be with you and meet you and hang out. And because of the virus, this isn't happening, but it's definitely going to happen in 2021. Tell us how you went from the beds to the cribs to now. I see so much more that you're doing for, for foster parents. Yeah, so, you know, we are, we, I refer to ourselves as the place with the stuff for kids in foster care. Uh, that's who we want to be. That's, that's the image that we want to portray and, and the, the impact that we want to have on these families' lives. So again, you take, you know, I, I mean, I could regale you with stories of, of foster families who we've interacted with and, and changed, uh, changed their lives and made things easier for them through this journey. And, uh, we have progressed. You know, we started out of our, out of our founder's garage, uh, you know, back in 1998. And we, you know, gradually, uh, increased our, our space and our ability and our, our office staff and our volunteer army, uh, to, to make all of these good things happen as it, it started to resonate around the state of Arizona that, uh, the 14,000 children who are in our state's foster care system at this moment in time need a helping hand. And we we supply these things for families throughout the state of Arizona, from uh, you know the Native American communities to uh, you know the nicer communities around Phoenix, where uh, a family has opened up their hearts and homes to kids in need. And we're just trying to be there to uh, prop them up to make the road a little bit easier. Um, you know, you think about back in 2013 when we started this. Was you know, on the news stories in the state of Arizona were uh, you know pieces talking about children who spent last night sleeping in the Department of Child Safety office. Uh, you know, one was on the floor, one was in blankets, and this is not an unusual circumstance as, as children waited for a placement uh, after having been removed from a, a condition of abuse or neglect. And, you know, it's not right. It's not right. Uh, you know, kids in, in that situation have so many challenges that are put in front of them. Um, you know, we needed to, to do something about it to give them safety and comfort. And What's more important than a bed? What's more important than having that safe haven where you can lay down your head at night and, and, you know, just kind of retreat and know that you're safe? 
And yeah. That, that's, that's what we want to accomplish for these children. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I, I love the fact that, you know, um, you have done such amazing, amazing things. And, and one of the things that I, I, Dana, I don't know if you, if you knew about this or not, but, um, you guys actually were able to get a, something passed on your state taxes. Yes. Yeah, tell it. Tell I us sure about that. That about is that. a that is amazing. This this I'm telling you something right now. When you told me about this, you know, over a year ago, that when you told me about this, I'm I'm like, why is not every single state doing what you have guys have made get, get accomplished there? So tell us a little bit about how this you get some of your funding. Yeah. So this truly is, uh, you know, the state government recognizing the fact that there's an issue that needs to be addressed and doing something about it. Um, you know, I, I always joke about the fact that our state legislature has, uh, you know, a, a very dubious uh, reputation, when, especially when it comes in care of our children. Um, it, it's not it, it's not unrealistic to say that our legislature used to go to bed at night giving thanks for the fact that Mississippi existed because Arizona didn't have to be worse than the country in care of our kids. Um, so, you know, this, this whole thing, my, my line about no coincidences as the pieces would fall into place, um, it, you know, really reflects on our history. In July of 2013, we started helping kids in foster care. Unbeknownst to us at that point in time, behind the scenes, there were a few legislators here in Arizona who recognized the fact that if they didn't make some sort of financial commitment to support children in foster care, we were, we were going down the tubes and we were going to, you know, exceed Mississippi in in that uh, you know worst care of kids category. Um, so uh, a few legislature uh, members of our legislature got together and said, let's make uh, a funding opportunity for Arizona taxpayers to support organizations that are doing good work to make a difference for children in foster care. And they passed in September of 2013. Again, unbeknownst to us, this was even going on. Uh, they passed a program where Arizona state taxpayers can donate dollars to a qualifying foster care organization and receive a dollar-for-dollar tax credit for the monies that they donate. So today, in the state of Arizona, a married couple can donate $1,000 in a calendar year to Arizona Helping Hands. That $1,000 translates into a $1,000 Arizona state tax credit. So you have made the decision Joe and Jane taxpayer to support children in foster care with your tax dollars. And $1,000 donated costs you nothing because you get it back on your state tax return. But you know with $1,000, we can go buy beds and cribs for children in foster care. And that's the engine that has created this, um, this enormous activity that uh, we have going on here in our 18,000-square-foot warehouse in North Phoenix. We we make a difference every day for children in foster care. It's only because of Arizona state taxpayers, individual donors who decided that this is where they want their tax dollars to go. That's incredible. And if you think about all the waste that goes on with taxes in every state or everywhere, it's pretty awesome to what? know that I can that I can decide this is where I want my tax money to go. Yeah, I love that. So but but I have a okay, I have to I gotta ask this because I know it's probably been asked to you before. What do other nonprofits think about that, that they are not included in a piece of the pie? 
So, yeah, Arizona has uh, actually has a number of different buckets where individual taxpayers can make decisions about how to use their tax dollars. And as you said, you know, we all know the, the waste in government. We all know the bureaucracy and the red tape that you have to go through and the number of dollars that actually make it to a cause that individuals believe in. So in, in Arizona, there are two different charitable buckets that people can donate through. One is specifically tied to foster care organizations. So there are, in Arizona today, there are less than 50 organizations that have qualified, uh, made this certification to uh, enable taxpayers to donate to them. The requirement is that you serve over 200 children in foster care during a calendar year and that over 50% of your budget is utilized to support children in the foster care system. Well, we reach that 200 mark about uh, January 10th <laughs> in our normal calendar year operations. So, yeah, we blow those numbers out of the water. In addition to that, um, uh, the other organizations, the domestic uh, shelters and, uh, you know, uh, other services that, that uh, provide social services outside of the foster care arena also have a tax credit that um, can be utilized for their programs. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, so I, you know, because I always wondered that I always wondered, you right. know, what if there's because, you know, the one thing I love about Arizona Helping Hands, and and so many there, since we've started this podcast, some, uh, several other nonprofits, you know, one of the things about nonprofits, you know, I, you seem like you've been in the nonprofit world forever. I've only been in the nonprofit world for the last six years. I was a, I'm a banker by hey, trade. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm I, a ba- right there with you. banker by trade, sitting behind a desk. But one thing I found yeah. out is that nonprofits just, for some reason, don't realize that they're stronger together than they are apart, totally. and that there is enough money to go around for everybody and i love the fact that you know with arizona helping hands is totally different you're like you know what let's all get on this island and figure out how we can build the biggest house we possibly can build you know it, it, that's so true we are all about you know one of our one of our uh, you know tenants in this organization is collaboration we collaborate with everybody. You know, anybody has a heart to help children in foster care. We want to work with you. That's how, why we, you know, reached across the country to comfort cases to say how can how can we partner with each other and and make a difference for kids. That's why we just finished up uh, an initiative where um, 14 agencies in the state of Arizona who all work in foster care support field came together over the last 60 days and created a website called All for One AZ that where we we made our services uh, commonly available to families in foster care. So, you know, there may be something that I can't do for you today, but, uh, you know, Arizona Friends of Foster Children might be able to, to pick up a piece of this. And if we if, if we work together, as we do all the time, to, to help these kids, that's the bottom line. You know, we want to make these kids and, and families' life a, a little bit easier and bring a little bit more hope and joy into, into this scenario. Wow. Wow. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, so Dan, I'd love to know, you know, how can, how can people get involved? How can people, you know, we have people all over the country that are, are, that listen to our podcast. Um, you know, and I truly say this all the time. Our community is not our zip code. It's our human race. And so what happens in Arizona affects me in my little town of Darnstown, Maryland. And what affects people in Darnstown, Maryland affects people in Dallas, Texas. And it's important that we lift each 
other up. So how can people help? How can they come to what, what, give them their website and tell us how, how can they help? Yeah, so, you know, the world is really small, and, the, uh, you know, it, it's amazing how pieces intertwine. I was introduced to you originally by my brother, who was back in uh, the, the D.C. area and went to one of your fundraisers and said, Dan, you should talk to this guy, Rob, back here in Maryland. Maybe there's some, you know, point of connectivity. And, you know, just those pieces and that information is so important to share. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how... how uh, you know how, how big the foster care issues are and how important it is to help these kids. So we try to spread that message. We spread that message through our social media. So we are all over Facebook. I, I've got a very active LinkedIn page. Uh, you know, we utilize Instagram. We we put up YouTube videos. We just try to keep telling the story and, and sharing the messages uh, that, uh, you know, children need help and that's our responsibility to help them. Uh, our website is azhelpinghands.org. Um, I'm also a blog writer, so my blog can be accessed on our website, and you can read some of the stories about, you know, how we innovated through COVID-19 to, to continue to help these uh, children and families despite the barriers that were put up to do so. We've, we haven't taken our foot off the pedal for a minute because, uh, you know, children need our help. Obviously, any charitable organization relies on financial dollars, so there are opportunities to donate to our website. There's a Amazon wish list on our website, uh, and, and you know, we, locally here in Arizona, we utilize an army of volunteers. Uh, last year, we utilized over 13,000 volunteers who donated their services to to support our work. So, um, at, you know, one of my lines: everybody can do something. Everybody can do something to make Definitely. a difference in the lives of children in foster care. Yeah, I, I believe 100% in that. Dana, we say that all the time. Yes, we sure do. Yep, definitely. Everybody can do something. Yep, and it just made me think of something. I've been trying to figure out how to put resources on our website for people, and we have people all the time from different states that want to volunteer. I don't have any money, but I want to volunteer, and they can't come right. here and volunteer, but I can put a list on our website yeah. and say, if you're in Arizona, Arizona Helping Hands is the one, and that, I'm going to work on that. I love that. <laughs> yep. I love that idea because, you know, we're in all 50 states, D.C. and Puerto Rico. And so we do. We get people all over the country who are always asking, how can I do something? And and that's right. what you Thank you for giving giving Dana that giving Dana that idea. By the yeah. way, well, Dan, listen, I will tell you, I am absolutely honored to call you my friend, and I am so so excited about the partnership with Arizona Helping Hands and Comfort Cases. I am excited that we're able to provide the cases, um, you know, and continue this mission. And as you said, you know, we all could we can do something, and I truly do believe that. I believe that each and every one of us have the ability to do something. I hear people say to me all the time, well, I don't have a lot of money. Well, guess what? Your time is just as valuable. Um, totally. And your time is just as valuable. So I just want to say, listen, everybody, Arizona Helping Hands, they are truly what I call an amazing, amazing charity. And Dan, you're such a good human. Um, and, you know, we always end our podcast the same way. And that's with Dana asking a question. So, Dan, yes. here you go. So if you could, uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> it, it is a challenging one. If you could change two things about the foster care system, what would they be? If I could change two things about the foster care system, one would be to raise up these kids. Uh, I, I believe that children in foster care have, uh, you know, this aura about them 
that is uh, just just you know focused on negativity and you know why are these kids in foster care? It's not the kids' fault. So it is to uh, you know make that awareness that uh, children in foster care deserve love. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's so important that we as a society make that happen for them. And then it's to, uh, you know, kind of open up the, it ties into the same thing. It's, it's at the broader level, opening up that awareness that there are so many things that, that, uh, can be done to help these children, and things as simple as picking up an extra package of diapers when you're at Walmart to, to donate to a foster care organization, uh, you know, it, it does make a difference, and that's our obligation. We're, we're, you know, everybody has gifts of time, talent, and treasure, and, you know, put them to work. Yeah. I love that. I love that. The next it. time you're at the store, pick up an extra pack of diapers. You know, we can all do that. Well, listen, my friend, thank you so much. Everybody, you know, I thank you for tuning in to Fostering Change. Um, you can listen to this podcast on, um, Dana, what are we listening to? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, and TuneIn. I, th- you, I think I got them all. <laughs> I think you did. And I tell you, I say this quite often. As you listen to this podcast, we hope it educates you we hope that it informs you but we also hope that it gives you the little bit of push that you need to be a doer because i know you all are doers and you can go to arizona helping hands that's azhelpinghands.org and help and learn more about this this organization but do me a favor share this podcast share it and then please please give us a review we love reviews the more we educate our public the more we have the opportunity to make change dan i hope you and your family are safe during this crazy time and um i'm so happy that we can say that we're friends and you and i will definitely be talking very soon thank you rob thank you dana safety and health to everybody take care bye-bye bye-bye Dana and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at ComfortCases.org. So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6. And please share this podcast and leave us a review. Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.